You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Have you ever thought about pairing pork chops or a pork loin with blackberries? That's what we're talking about today. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Thanks for joining us again on the Blind Grilling Experience. Chris Peltz here. We have got, I, I think, a pretty exciting show for you, if, especially if, uh, if you love dessert. We're going to share a dessert recipe with you, but uh, first we're going to talk about some pork chops or pork loin, and, and we're going to pair it kind of going along with our dessert of the day as well. One of the things that uh, I often get asked about is how to cook a pork chop or pork loin without drying it out. And so we're going to kind of go through a little bit of a process here. And we've talked about pork loins before because they're so versatile, but a lot of folks don't want to buy a, such a large chunk of meat. But I, I tell you, if, if you're willing to, right, I mean, you can do so much with it. Uh, you know, and it it really makes for uh, not only great leftovers, but other types of dishes that you can do with it. Uh, if you're willing just to you know cook a whole pork loin, but if not, you know, if you get a pork loin and and even if you just cut it in half uh, and and freeze half of it and only cook the other half, whether you cook it, you know, before you slice it or slice it up and cook it. Uh, it's going to be the same way, and the same is going to to be true for pork chops, and that's probably what a lot of folks are going to be cooking. That's what I get asked a lot about is the pork chops, and 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 again, whether or not you do bone in or boneless, you know the the recipe is going to be the same. I will say this though: usually there's this huge debate with folks who are absolutely adamant that if if you can cook a chunk of meat with a bone in whether it's chicken chicken wings thighs quarters you know legs whatever or uh you know a pork chop or a t-bone you know they they want the bone in right and they're adamant about it and then there are those who uh you know who really they would rather not have the bone, but they, you know, they're not the connoisseur types, really. At least they don't usually claim to be, because those who really want that bone in, they're adamant because they really have convinced themselves, and and probably because there's a degree of truth to it, that it makes a difference when it comes to the flavor. Um, does it make enough of a difference? You know, to say, oh, if if you're if you're going to do it right, you have to have it bone in. I don't know that I would go there. 
But, you know, I, I've got a brother-in-law, for example, um, you know, who if, if he's going to eat a, any chicken, it's got to be, you know, bone in. He, he, he doesn't think it's, it's worth, you know, having anything boneless when it comes to chicken. And so, you know, there, there are those folks that are out there. I know it. Uh, but when it comes to how you cook it, the method of which you use, uh, it it's going to be pretty much the same. And so I want to talk about pork chops and and just a little bit of a flair to kind of put to it. And then we're going to get into a dessert as well, because I think these things paired together are going to be amazing. And I don't know if you guys follow the Barbecue Buddha uh, on Instagram or uh, on Facebook, I would highly recommend that you do so. He is phenomenal, not only for those who love food pictures. You know, if you're sighted, you can see, or you know, you you're able to use magnification or something. I, I mean, he's the master when it comes to you know taking food pictures. I, I mean, that's what he does. Uh, he just came out with a new cookbook as well for cooking on the big green egg. And, uh, and, and he, he just, you know, he does a phenomenal job. No, no doubt about it. And he had a post recently on pork chops because Lane's barbecue has just uh, put out, uh, from a, a fella down in Alabama, Bama, uh, um, Bama Q or Bama, um, you know, a line of rubs. He has his, uh, Smoky Sweet and his AP, Bama Smoky Sweet and Bama AP, which you can get on lanesbarbecue.com website. But uh, the stuff is phenomenal. The The stuff is so, uh, I mean, just, it, it's just good. It really is good. And, you know, everyone's got their favorites for sure, you know, but it's always good, I think, to try all these new things. I mean, we had Mikey K, you know, come on and talk about his line of rubs from Fire Smoke Barbecue Company, and 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 they're just they they're killer. Oh man, they're just so good. Uh, but you know, they're, they're, there's obviously lots of options. I mean, Cosmos, you know, Cosmo has uh, you know, all his line of rubs that are out. It just you know, so many people, you know, that are doing such an awesome job coming out with some amazing tasting. Uh, rubs, I mean, you know, Meat Church, and you know, all of these guys. What's awesome is they're they're just genuinely good guys, first of all, uh, but they they're passionate about what they're doing, their food, and about their seasoning, and and it shows. It shows not only in their personality, but it shows in the rubs that you can get from them. But uh, a couple that I've been messing with and trying out and uh, following kind of what the, the barbecue Buddha put out when it comes to uh, when it came to pork chops, he used the smoky sweet on the pork chop and the AP on some asparagus and grilled them up. And uh, um, I got to tell you, he was right. Oh, man, it, it is so, so good and and definitely worth worth trying. But when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, really getting into the pork chop aspect of things, whether it's bone-in or, or boneless, you know, or whether you just take a, a pork loin and you just slice it, you know, the, the great thing about that is you can get the right thickness. You can get whatever thickness you want. You're not at the mercy of a, a, a store or maybe even a meat market that's already got them sliced. 
you know, if, if you want them extra thick, you can take care of that yourself if you don't mind the boneless, you know, just cutting up a, a pork loin. But if you get some good pork chops and you're ready to grill them up, you know, we've been using the duck fat spray for a binder, which is, you know, first of all, you know, I've gone to this keto kind of thing. And while we're going to be talking about some things that aren't good when it comes to keto, uh, because we're talking about sugar and we're going to be talking about uh, carbs here in just a minute with dessert. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, hey, if you're going to die, you might as well die happy. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you, you know, there's a couple of ways to do pork chops, but really my favorite way is kind of the reverse sear like we talked about with steaks. And and that is to start off really low and slow on your grill, indirect at, you know, 250 to 275 degrees and bring that pork chop up to about 135 degrees internal temp. And then you're going to sear it off, which is going to bring it over 140 degrees internal temp, and, and it's going to be perfect. Usually the reason why pork chops are dried out, whether it's because you're cooking them in the oven, on the stovetop, or on a grill or smoker, is because you overcook them. And they dry out because they're you know sitting at 160 degrees internal temp and all the moisture is gone. And, and they, they just dry. And folks are like, yeah, you know, I mean, pork chops are okay, but they, you know, they, they're not their favorite. Uh, and generally that's why. And so if you, again, as we've always stressed, have a good meat probe or thermometer that you can keep track of the internal temp of the meat, not only are you going to have a consistent cook, but you're going to have some amazing, juicy pork chops every time. And you can do more of a direct cook and just kind of, uh, you know, grill them at 350 degrees direct over charcoal and, you know, flip them after about 10 minutes and, you know, check, you know, keep checking the temp. And you'll find, you know, once you get to that 140 degrees internal temp, pull them off and let them rest for, you know, just a couple of minutes, then they're going to be great. They're going to be juicy. They're going to be tender and and flavorful. They're they're going to be awesome. Again, the problem most people run into is they overcook. But again, I really like the reverse sear, even when it comes to pork chops. It, I think it just really does a great job. And, and that sear, you know, that you know we talk about with steak, depending on the seasoning that you're using. Um, it, it it does more than just change the color. It's going to add some, a little bit of texture, and it's going to add a little bit of flavor. It, and sometimes that'll depend on the seasoning that you've used on the outside, but it is certainly one of those that, uh, you know, it, it benefits from a good sear, whether it is in cast iron, whether it's on a hot grill grates, or even with a torch, however it is you're going to sear it. It's going to benefit from that as well. Another thing you can do with pork chops is actually brine the pork chops. Just like with chicken, you can brine your pork chops in, you know, whether it's not really as much a marinade as it is 
you know, just an, an overnight brine in some um, seasoned water that you've mixed up. And there's all kinds that you can buy. You can make your own. Uh, you know, just don't oversalt it. Yeah, I know a, a big thing about brines is they can get really salty. And so just pay attention to that, especially depending on the seasoning you're going to use when you go to cook that that pork chop. Because if you brine it and then you use a seasoning on top that is heavy in salt, then it it, it can be a little bit too salty. Uh, and so if you're going to brine it either, you know, just, just know the salt content, either of the brine or of the seasoning that you're going to use and and make whatever adjustments need to be made uh, in order to make sure it doesn't turn out too salty. I don't think it's always necessary. In fact, I, I don't brine pork chops or pork loin. I, I have done it, and it's been great. It's all well and good. But just as you know, general practice of me personally, I do not brine. I know folks that do. I've had it. I've done it. It's great. Uh, I just don't necessarily really think it's necessary, but uh, again, I'm able to keep track of the temperature and make sure that I don't overcook it and I don't dry it out. So that's the big thing. And you know what? You know to pair with uh, pork chops, I'm with Buddha when it comes to the uh, you know barbecue Buddha when it comes to the asparagus. I, I think it, that's a great way to go. Uh, you know, grilled asparagus or even saute, just, you know, chop it up into about one inch lengths and put a little butter in a pan and uh, and some AP rub and season it up and saute it even. That works well for asparagus. Also, I mean, you can wrap, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with asparagus. You can wrap it in bacon and throw it on the grill. You can, you know, just put it on the grill itself. Uh, I think Chef Deborah Erickson uh, um, on our episode last week, talked about using the skewers uh, for asparagus also. And so there's lots of ways that you can do that, you know, uh, whether it's in a, a basket. However, if you're blind or visually impaired and have trouble keeping track of that, sometimes, you know, the bacon wrapped makes little bundles, which are easy to feel around and find on the grill. Uh, and, and that works out well also. So, so that that would be something that you would pair, I think, quite well, as long as well as other grilled vegetables. But there's one more thing that I want to talk about before we get to our dessert, and and that is making something like a blackberry reduction, right? Just getting some blackberries, smashing them down, sweetening them just slightly enough, and putting them on the stovetop. And and just get them nice and juicy and 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 just enough to spoon a little bit of that on top of the pork chop. You know, sometimes the the things that go well. I mean, lot, you know, a lot of people think about apples. You know, sometimes even peaches, but I think blackberries get missed when it comes to topping things like pork, whether it's a pork chop or or a pork loin or something like that. Blackberries are awesome for doing something like that. And so that is where I would say that that's folks, that's money. That's money right there. It really is. And not only that, because the dessert we're going to talk about is blackberry cobbler. 
and we're going to get to that. But that you know, when it comes to really bringing dishes and a a a meal and dessert together, that will do it. Right. If you reverse sear a pork chop and you spoon a little bit of of blackberry over the top of that, and then you come back and you serve a blackberry cobbler for dessert. Talk about bringing it all together and and putting some flavors together. A lot of folks don't really think about. And yet when they are together and they try them, they're just like, why didn't I think of that? What? Where has this been all of my life, man? This stuff, it, it's it's going to be so good. You're going to thank me. Uh, I have I have absolutely no doubt that you would enjoy it. Kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. Go to kickashbasket.com. Use our link in the description of this podcast. Let them know that Blind Grilling sent you over there. Check out their heat-resistant gloves as well as their basket for charcoal management and making sure that that airflow is good to keep the the flame and the temperature you want. And, of course, that kick-ash can for easy cleanup. Shake that ash and light that fire. Go to kickashbasket.com and enjoy what they've got for you. Hey, 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 it's John Grimes from the Ambiguously Blind Podcast. You are listening to the most interesting griller in the world, Chris Peltz and the Blind Grilling Experience. All right, folks, let's talk now about Blackberry Cobbler. I'm going to tell you something. This this recipe, I'm going to share with you this recipe. And I want you to understand, yes, you can do this in the oven. And it is amazing. Because I know a lot of folks, there, there are several that listen to the podcast, and I appreciate it very much, who, uh, who either don't have grills or they don't have smokers, and, and they're just not sure about doing some of this outside. Or, or they just really like cooking and, and they want to... You know, they like the recipes for inside. And so this recipe works inside. It's set up for inside. And like I've said before, especially with the big green egg, you know, whatever you guys want to cook inside, we can cook it out on the egg. The egg is that versatile of a smoker, grill, you know, uh, oven, whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, the the egg can do it. No, No doubt about it. But the thing is, there's something about that 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 little kiss of smoke that you can get when it comes to certain foods and sometimes you'd be surprised at what that does for things like cobblers and pies apple pie peach cobbler and of course the blackberry cobbler it it, it really just it just sends everything just over the top. It's awesome. Uh, but regardless of whether or not using your, your grill, your smoker, or whether or not using your oven, you do want it setting at 350 degrees, which is another reason why this works really well when it comes to the pork chops, for example, because if you're cooking those uh, at 350 degrees, whether it's in the oven or if you you just finished the reverse sear and your grill is hot and you're going to bring it back down or or if it's been low and slow and you bring it up to 350 you're not going to have to wait that long to get your grill you know setting at that temp 
but 350 degrees is the temp that we're going to be looking for. And in a a nine by nine inch pan, or if you uh, are using like the aluminum half pans that you can buy in bulk at Sears or Sears. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world did that come from? Sam's Club uh, or Costco? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I ought to start editing these podcasts. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, the, the the half pans, you know, that are approximately, you know, they're a little more rectangle than square, but you know, you're looking for about a nine-inch pan. And what you're going to do is you're going to melt one stick of butter in the bottom of that pan. And so you can take a stick of butter, throw it in the pan, either throw it on your smoker or in your oven. And while that is melting, you're going to you're going to grab two bowls. In one bowl, you're going to mix two cups of blackberries with a half a cup of sugar. And then you're going to set that aside. And then in your next bowl, you're going to take one cup of sugar and you're going to take and mix into that in that bowl with one cup of sugar three quarters cup of flour two teaspoons of baking powder a pinch of salt and then you're going to mix in three quarters cup of milk and get that mixed in pretty good and and the butter by now the butter ought to be melted in your pan. You're going to take and you're going to pour that batter on top of that melted butter. And then you're going to take the other bowl that has your blackberries and sugar, and you're going to spoon them over the top of that batter. Don't worry, when it cooks, those berries will sink down, that batter will rise up over those blackberries. But you're going to cook it for about an hour at 350 degrees. And, you know, or at least, you know, if, until that has a nice little crust on top and that, that, that cobbler batter is done. And I'm going to tell you, folks, this, is, this has got to be one of my absolute favorite cobblers. And I'm a huge fan of peach cobblers. I'm a huge fan of, of apple pies. I, but, I, you know... I'm, I I can't think of a cobbler that I like better than this blackberry cobbler, especially when it has that just that little kiss of smoke from the big green egg. It, it is so amazing. And especially after you've taken and, and you've had a meal with a pork chop that has just a little bit of this blackberry reduction that you've made or, or uh, a little blackberry... Uh, sauce that you've taken and you've poured over the top of it and maybe even glazed it. Uh, I mean, you can take, you know, when you're about to sear that uh, that pork chop and and take a little bit of a blackberry glaze and put on there and then sear that pork chop uh, and let that kind of caramelize on there. Uh, you know, and, and when you've got that and you finish that for your meal, and then here you are set before you this beautiful, tasty chunk of blackberry cobbler. <laughs> you, you, you're going to wonder where in the world 
has this been all your life? Because you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. Not only are you going to love it, but I want to hear about it. I want you to email us, blindgrilling at gmail.com, and tell us about your adventures out on the grill or on the stovetop, in the oven, however it is you're doing your pork chops, your asparagus, and, of course, the blackberry cobbler. Let us know, please. Blindgrilling at gmail.com. And, hey, I don't know if you guys heard, but our website is up and running. That's right. We've got some recipes already on our website. We'll be throwing up the black cobbler, the <laughs> blackberry cobbler, uh, on the uh, website pretty soon as well. So go over to blindgrillin.com and check that out. And of course, as always, remember, folks, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.